this to me Void, this just Void fixes one. it wasn't Vo- initially really yeah hmm. are uh, you sure about that no <laughs> <laughs> you asked i appreciate your honesty Hello, my fellow coding warriors. You're listening to episode 191 of PHP Ugly. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, we're a podcast of people passionate about PHP development. We are three developers who make a living coding and running a development business. We get together every week to stream and discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running our business. From time to time, you'll hear us rant about editors. Did I already <laughs> use editors? I feel like I've used editors already. Oh, anyway. No, I, I, don't think think I don't think you have. Last week. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me are my good friends, Thomas Wrightout. Hello! And John Condon. Getting better and better at these intros. I, I, totally, I totally botched that one. I need to... Uh, I've been saying I'm going to go ahead and do a fiver and just pay somebody to do it for me, but I, I haven't done it yet. I thought about surprising you with that, but I haven't done it either, so. Yeah, I'll get to it. I don't know, man. It's, you know, everything we got going on, it's not very high on my priority list of things to get done, but I need to get done. So we have uh, Corbob. Am I am I pronouncing that right? Corbob? In, in chat, letting us know. Hey, look at that. The chat didn't even... Um, it didn't even duplicate. That's awesome. Uh, letting us know that our Discord link is not working. So I need to I need to look into that. I don't know why that wouldn't be working, but we'll give it. We'll we'll go with it. All right, man. We'll we'll we'll, we'll look at that. I, I I don't even I don't even know how to tell people to get to it. I mean, the Discord is still uh, still a thing, so I don't know how to tell people to get to it. If uh, I don't know, maybe I have to create a new invite or something. All right, we're not going to worry about that. We're going to get on to show stuff. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Uh, Thomas, why do you? Why was? What was with the? Uh, I'm not doing so good. Just, just a, a pain in the ass thing that I'm working on, where I've got I've got two tables that are polymorphic, pointing at each other, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out how to get them linked correctly, and it's it's just it, it's just such an ugly headache of a mess. Yeah, two tables that are polymorphic that are, that are linked to each other. Why 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 would first thing if it's polymorphic, They're, it's, got, it's got to be more than two tables, right? Well, yeah. So it's like yeah. seven tables total. Mm-hmm. But these these two polymorphic tables are pivot tables as well. Mm. So Laravel doesn't have a good way of doing what I would call has or uh, morphs many through, mm-hmm. which is the functionality I'm looking for. Gotcha. And it's it's just it's been a headache uh, today. But all things considered, not not too bad. Did have some interesting stuff happen this week. Did an interview. Ooh, what? Yes. Oh wait. A job yes. interview, or yes. Why are you doing job interview? You're supposed to come to me before you do these things. You know that, right? I've been telling you about it for like weeks. Different. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't pay attention to what yeah, you're you saying. Yeah, you have to listen. Uh, that's on me. But the thing that got me was at some point during the interview, one of the senior devs said, "I know this is off topic, but I hear you play Rocket League." <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how does Stalker know you played Rocket League? Well, so we talked about it for a few minutes, and then that was just sort of the the general end of the the interview process. But then I started thinking about it, and I have no idea how he knew that. Really? Is it is it really a complete mystery to you, or are you just Absolute, being funny? Absolutely. There is only one way that he could possibly know that. I know of two ways that I don't even play the game, but go what, ahead. Okay, what two ways do you know of? Because I can only think of one. He, he found you on Rocket League. No, or he because he to would the not show. know that that was me. Okay, and then he listens to the show. Right, but he didn't in the hour long period of time mention that he listens to the show. He just said, "I hear you play Rocket." And if yeah. and if if he does listen to the show, it means that he has to ha- he has to listen to the show enough that Rocket League has come up. Yeah, Which is, I'll, I'll give that to you because we don't talk about it frequently. We right, like it's it's like maybe every month or so we'll I'll, I'll mention it, and usually you know it's I think we mentioned it a month ago last you know four episodes ago, but I ended up completely baffled because I I started looking up all of my names on Google and seeing if I could find myself or find my Steam account. I tried everything I could. I read every word of my resume over again to make sure that I didn't mention Rocket League or anything like that. I, I cannot figure if he doesn't listen to the podcast, I don't know. So so you realize in an interview you're allowed to ask questions back. Oh, really? How did you <laughs> but, how did you but that where was did you hear that? It, how did you know? It didn't occur to me that that was weird until after the interview when I was like, "Wait a second, how would he know?" 
That because there's no my my online my gaming profile hundred percent separate from my real life profile. There's my real name isn't anywhere on it. My I don't link to my Steam account through Facebook or anything like that. There's nothing. So, and he is significantly better than me at Rocket League. Did you find him on Rocket League? No, I don't know who he is. Oh, how do you know he's significantly better than? He told me he was a. He asked what my rank was, and I told him I'm a Diamond Three champ. He's a Grand Champion. Well, I don't know any of that means. That's the highest rank it's, possible. Yeah. Okay, I believe you. I had the so, a weird thing happen. Since we're talking about Rocket League, I had the weirdest thing happen to me today on it. I had someone begging me to let them win. I need this. Please let me win. I'm like, oh, I've done that's, that. That's not, how, really? that's not how it works, though. Oh yeah, when you're one game away from breaking that barrier. To the next rank, then you're just going to fall right back down. You got your you beg to win. Mm, no, because when you when you break through a rank, you get ranked up twice. So you you start in division two of the next rank. Yeah. If you're I, if you're on your last if you're on your last game to rank up and you lose that game, you're now three games behind ranking up. You have to win three times in a row <laughs> to get back. I, I I felt I felt bad for the kid, but I still beat him like seven one. <laughs> <laughs> he was offering me. He's so like, bad, but not he's that like, bad. he's he said, "Hey, you want this car?" I'm like, "No, I don't." Come on, I'll give you credit. So, no, I don't care about any of that. Oh, anyway. that's brutal. I would have let him win. I want to win too. That's so, the whole point of the game. Well, so you, you, okay. Wait, wait listen, no. I'm be- talking before, about Cody. No, no. Before you move on, you don't understand how competitive okay. I am. My wife got mad at me this week. Because I beat my kid at Ticket to Ride. Not that that's unusual, but it was the way in which I beat him that she got upset about. Just my, flipped the board in his face. So it, 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 it was me. Suck it, kid! It, no, it was me. I'm going to go fuck your mom now. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I'm not your real dad. Pow! All right. Come on, let me get this out. It's fun. Go on, go on. It's, go on. It, it's me. The five-year-old, the three-year-old playing the game. Which, by the way, my three-year-old, for being three, is amazing at the game. But we're we're playing, the three-year-old wins. And as soon as he wins, I, I look at the five-year-old, and he has this dejected look on his face. Like, what? Really? And he looks at me, Dad, can we play for second place? Sure, kid. <laughs> <laughs> then I win. Yeah, after you want to put money on it? After seeing that look... And I still played the cards to to beat him. I didn't let him win. And my wife was like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's an issue I have. $10 on the line. I, I mean, what did you want me to do? Yeah, no. If, if, uh, you, if you win, you can stay I'm, up till 9 o'clock. If I win, there's another camera going up in your room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am cruel. I am not a very good dad. No, I Rocket League is very competitive. I understand that you wouldn't give up a win, but it's also an incredibly toxic place. And like, I don't, ha- I don't really have a problem doing my part to like reduce the toxicity by helping somebody out if they were begging for it. Because that you get to those high levels. I had a guy start a game, and the guy he was, it was a three three person team, <laughs> and he was fighting with the other player in a previous match. So this match started, and he just started shooting on his own goal. He didn't even try to play the game. <laughs> and, I mean, just the things people do in that dick. Because mm-hmm. it's it's a team game about individual skill. So yeah, it sounds like a team game. It's it's a nightmare. <laughs> All right. I used uh, editors, code editors, as an example in, in my intro. I guess I had that on the mind because we've been pricing out code editors for our team. And, like... I understand shh, this. Shh, shh, shh. We're not telling people that. Just kidding. We're not? Go ahead. Just, no, I'm just kidding. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a thing, and it's always kind of bothered me, but like now being a business owner, it bothers me so much more. It's ridiculous. We use PHP Storm in our company. I mean, everybody can use whatever they want. You know, it doesn't matter. But the the one that a lot of us standardize on was PHP Storm. As John reminded me today, we've said many, many times in the past, it's you know it's the tool for professionals, right? If you get paid to code, then this is it's worth the money to buy Storm. 
Except, well, not except, but if you go in and get a personal license for Storm, it's $89 a year. That very same license for that very same hardware or software for a business is $200 a year, was it, John? Yeah, at, yeah, I think so. I think it was like yeah, $189 it, it was. a year. Yeah, because with the number of licenses we need to get, it, it was like a 5% discount. And it's just like... There's like nothing different about it. I mean, I'm already I'm already cool with you giving it away for free. I'm already cool with you giving major discounts to students and all that. But I don't know if it, if you're a professional paying for it. I don't know, man. I think it should all be the. I, it, it needs to be. I'm on I'm on the different side of the fence. So I guess that's the biggest thing with it. Nice waking up, PHP ugly five. Where would you be waking up right now? Well, you can ask. Florian, where are you at where you're just waking up? Florian? Yeah. <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up for this. <laughs> I'm not that important on this show. You really don't want to hear what I had to say. Matter of 90% of our corrections are because of my statements. I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> I'll correct you next week on that. That's statistic. <laughs> unlike, unlike last week's show where everything everyone said was wrong. <laughs> Well, speak, speaking of speaking of of corrections, I did have something pop up on my calendar today. Does anyone want to guess on what it was? Does this have to do what? with with Microsoft purchasing what? Uh, what? What PHP Store? Oh. It was not not Microsoft. It was Google. Google buying JetBrains. Okay. Yes. Yeah. From from episode one fifty three. Oh, I was going to say that that was my prediction. Oh, so so that just popped up. You're just reminding yourself of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I was about to say, that was, that was my prediction. I guessed that. Was it yours? I don't remember that. Yeah. I, I thought it was Thomas's. We'll have to go back to 153 and see. But anyway. Uh, yeah, going back to editors. The I I was so torn on that because you had brought up, like, do we, do we spend the money for everybody to standardize on it because of a business license and being so much more expensive, or do we just say, as a company, we're standardizing on VS Code? And I decided, not decided, I was on that side of, we are professionals, this is what we do for a living, we should have the tools that we find useful. And that's, I wasn't going to change. And you even said, I was say, it was hard for you to change too. Yeah, but I, but it's I, my whole thing is, if we standardize on VS, VS Code, we have to dog food it for a while. And uh, <laughs> sounds like, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> nope. I'm like, all right, man. Put our, put our money where our mouth is, I guess. So that's what we're doing. So to all the Diego Dev employees, you're hearing it here first. Don't renew your license if it's coming up because we're going to find a way to cover that. Yeah, we got you guys. If you, if you guys want yeah, again, obviously they're always free to use whatever editors they want. But if they want a storm license, we will we will pay for it. Yeah. I got John will pay for it. I got to contact sales and figure out what we need to do for that. Cool, man. Besides that, I don't know, man. Not, not much is going on. It's just been like a like a grind lately. I've been been playing around a lot with relationships in Laravel, but I mean nothing nothing spectacular. I'm I'm telling you, I am still so so sold on the new blade components in Laravel, and not to mention uh, Livewire. I. I'm not using Livewire as much as I thought I would. No, wait, what? Say it again slowly. I'm not (laughs) using Livewire as much as I thought I would yet. Just because I'm working on a project where where I'm trying to get it out the door. And everywhere I think I want to implement it, it, I'm not thinking about it correctly. So I've I've found myself stepping back from my Livewire components. But the Blade components are exactly the same. I mean, it just just doesn't have that... uh, uh, dynamic aspect of it, the 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 live wire component of it. But I, man, I tell you what, I don't know if I'm ever. I don't think I will ever go back. As long as this blade components remain a standard in Laravel, I think I have moved on from the traditional way of doing blade templates. As far as you know, doing the layout and then and then including you know doing a yield in the layout and, and extending the layout and putting your stuff in there. I, I'm I've switched I'm switching everything over to blade components just because it just feels so much nicer, and to have that that added functionality of basically a blade blade model I guess you would call it I don't even know what you would call it 
but having that that controller associated to your blade view and being able to do some leg work in there without having to call a separate controller. Yeah, it's, I'll tell you, it's it's changed. It's changed. You lost me with that one. So are you putting business logic into your layouts, into your views? No. So the way the blade components work is uh, the layout piece is is very is very much a blade template. Um, mm-hmm. The syntax to include it into other blades is different. It's more of a JavaScript sort of syntax, but every blade component you have, you have the option of including a blade model with it. So it, it's it's in your app folder. It's not in your resources folder. It's in your app folder under, under views, I think. Yeah, uh, app views. And it's a one-for-one for, one for, for your blade view. So if you name a blade view home, and it's a, it's, a, it's a component, a blade component, you can have the option of having a home model. I, I still call it a model. It's, it's a controller. It's, it's a class. It's a class, right? Not a exactly. It's a class associated only to that blade template. So instead of passing things to the blade template, because let's just say, say it's a home controller, and all you need is to bring up, I don't know, a, a banner or something. Instead of having to create a separate controller for home index, do your logic there, and then pass it to a to your blade view. You don't have to do any of that. You can actually call the view directly from your route and do the logic in the blade model. I, what, what, I, what I refer to as blade model, but the controller associated to the blade view. Yeah, I'll, I'll show it. To it's you. just yeah, it's just naming at this point because I'm used to controller being more handling web requests, not handling this models being more tied to the data layer. At least from the yeah, that's, Lar- that's, Laravel that's perspective point, yeah. of the model, so it's it's a view class. It, it's a blade class, basically of some sort. Uh, okay, we'll call it call it a blade um, class. It's it sounds like it's more of a helper too. It's a helper type of class where you can. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely look at it that way. And and but but it's it's smart, right? Because you don't. It it has a render uh, function, a render method which calls the, the blade in, in the resource file, but you can add additional methods to it and not pass those methods to the render, but they're accessible to the blade template. So let's say um, you, know, you, create a, you create a method called cars and you call into your database to get you know, all the models of the cars you have. Well, that's all you have to do. You just have that method called cars you return, you know, your cars, colon, colon, all models, whatever, whatever you want. And now the, the, the variable cars is available to you in your template and you don't even, you don't have to pass it. It's automatically passed uh, because just because this is a method, hmm. it's slick, man. I'm telling you, it's very slick. So I, I, I've, I've gotten, I've gotten super addicted to it lately. I can't even think about going back to the old format and that's what I was saying when I first started exploring this, because this is, I think, uh, Blade Components has been been around for a while, but I think this new uh, syntax and the fact that there's a uh, Blade class associated to it is fairly new. And when it, when it was first announced, and I first did it, just, to, just using the syntax alone, I'm like, wow, this looks so much cleaner to read. I like how it looks. Instead of having all the ats extend at this at that, because you can actually you can actually pass things. So if you're if, if you do the same method, you have like a layout blade, and then you can you can actually call another blade that that is actually extending that, but you're not extending it anymore. In in, in the blade you call, you have syntax in it that calls your layout. And then you have a slot in the layout where this code goes, but you can pass things to it. So you can like call your layout, and you can pass the title when you call it. It's so sick. I should I should just show you guys because it's I know I'm getting lost. That's always a fun thing about talking about mm-hmm. code. It's like you, you really need to see it, but it's super super slick. But my concern mm-hmm. was when I first looked at it, when I just saw the syntax and how you did it. I'm like, wow, that looks so much nicer. I even said, I'm concerned that this is just like a thing. Like, 
oh, this is cool, and then it would be abandoned in like the next release, or it wouldn't be a regular. It wouldn't not be a standard come solution. On. Not not in Laravel. That never happens. <laughs> and, and that's still. I'm still. I still have that concern, but I'm way more vested in it now. I mean, I'm. I'm so you should be more even invested. more concerned. Like, <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> he's, he's invested enough that he'll maintain it once it gets dropped. <laughs> so yeah, you guys should check it out, man. The the blade components is just changing. I, I'm not a big front end guy, and I love I love the blade components because of that because it allows me to do um, more stuff in the front end easier. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it, and it's basically. Like view syntax for the back end. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's like making it's, a view component, I think, I, but it renders I think it's on the back end. actually based on view. Yeah, it, it looks like it very much is. And and it and again, uh, what did you what did you say earlier? Uh, partners up. Not, what were you saying about the pair whiskey? Um, anyways, it's it, it's also it's also very close to the live wire syntax. So once you start using the, the blade components using live wire just becomes natural because ba- basically live wire at that point live wire is just another another blade component right live wire is like the model component to view right. so oh, it's, it's interesting cool, i'll look at it yeah check it out i got an old baseball friend watching i don't know if he's still watching he's probably passed out by now andy andy wilson andy wilson's with us three bagger this guy is hit got, this guy would hit more triples than anybody I've ever played with. I don't know how I mean I did it. A triple is probably the hardest hit to make in baseball. It's easier to hit a home run than it is to hit a triple. And this this guy would hit a triple like every week. The guy hit a triple. I don't know how it's not like he was fast. He wasn't he wasn't a speedster, trust me. But yeah. See, look, he's still here. Well <laughs> if he's if he's not a Patreon, you can't promote him any more than that. I can't I can't <laughs> say that. No. <laughs> Uh, are you, you guys excited for uh, PHP eight? Yeah. Yes. Yes. We we just talked about it on a PHP podcast. I was I was just thinking, like, did we just have this conversation? I think, oh yeah, that, that was another show. <laughs> what do you guys think about the attribute stuff? I don't know enough about it. It looks promising. It gets rid of what we're doing in Doc Blocks, right? For the most part. It. Yes, it it does more than that. It it gets rid of actually what we're doing a lot in service providers. How is that? Uh, so I have a an event and an event listener, and to tie those two together, I have to go into the event service provider in Laravel and say this listener listens to this event. Um, this would allow you to define listeners in the event. So when the event fires, it defines its listener as part of the doc block or as part of the the attribute. So uh, right now uh, that there's the one database engine um, doctrine that does all of this doc block based functionality. Mm-hmm. Laravel does a lot of this functionality by using service providers instead of doc blocks. So what this allows is for an official type of doc block, an official type of attribute that can be looked up through reflect, reflection, which is very fast, and you can do any magic thing you want to with it, within a framework. It's it's fast, except for the fact, unless you have thousands and thousands of files, right? Because you still have to load up all your code. But only the ones that are being loaded at time of execution will register. And reflection is very good at finding these little bits and pieces among all of your code. Hmm. So uh, right now, uh, there are in Laravel, there are uh, on-demand service providers. There are service providers that are not loaded unless they're explicitly called. And then there's implicit service providers that are loaded when every execution of the program. And this puts everything in the on-demand area. Now, my, my big thing about this is this is going to be a total functionality clusterfuck. This is going to allow a framework to become even more of its own domain, its own universe, away from PHP because the functionality is completely programmed into what framework you're using. There is at, at, at the time of recording, there's no default functionality for attributes. So there's a proposal for a set of keyworded uh, default attributes that are supported like JIT saying that this section should be just in time compiled, but those are just RFCs at this point. They're not official. Um, but the attributes themselves have been accepted for eight, right? They did pass. Right. So essentially throwing these double greater than, double less than lines in your code won't throw a fatal exception and can be looked up 
by reflection. That's all that's changed. Hmm. The actual functionality is up to you. If you use reflection to view the contents of a file and then get these attributes and then handle them the way you want to handle them, that's on you. The same way that the container object for Laravel is its own thing separate from PHP or the, the way it handles dependency lookup. But everyone and their mother is going to have their idea of how best to use this thing. And I can imagine, now not Laravel 8, because Laravel 8 is going to be out in September, I believe. It's whenever the, the Laravel Online probably, I think, event is. Yeah, yeah, I think that's September. Yeah, I think that's September. PHP 8 does not go official until December, but I'm guessing Laravel 9 will have massive changes to support annotation. Hmm. Do you see it as being a, a big shift on, on how we code just in general? Like I said, I, I see it as being a mess when it starts out. Um, mm-hmm. If... Taylor wanted to get rid of routes and define routes in annotations, he could. Interesting. If he wanted to replace all the service providers with annotations, he could. If he wanted to replace functionality within Eloquent with annotations, he could. It depends on how crazy he goes with it. That depends on how we end up implementing. And I've seen that before. I've seen routes handled in annotations before. I can't remember where I saw that. Symphony does that. Is it Symphony that does it? Yeah. Um, I think CodeIgniter did it as well recently. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you'll be able to put at these attributes basically anywhere. It looks like. Yeah. So it's not just a it's not just an attribute of a method or a function. It's an attribute of anywhere you want it. It can be an attribute of a variable, a class. Be, yeah, classes. Wow. Of anonymous functions. In, parameter into a, a function. Right. Like it's it's so flexible that people could really fuck everything up. Like yeah, really. see this this is where this is where that this is what starts to look like magic to me. I I, I remember seeing it in doctrine in the doctrine presentation. So I'm like, it this- is it is magic because it's using reflection, and I, I like to think that anything that uses reflection is considered magic because you don't have to understand the black box component in the middle. <laughs> what needs to be done is make sure that it doesn't look like magic, that it follows some kind of standard. Standard, yeah. yeah which there's no PSR for it. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we're going to end up. I think someone's going to write a PSR for attributes, and that, that'll be the end of the discussion for a decade. Mm. But if someone doesn't, it could get really, really messy. There are examples... There are examples that have annotations on every third character in a in a method. You've got the the function declaration, the parameters, uh, variables, loops within the de- declaration. I mean, it's just it's everywhere. Interesting. Yes, yeah. I, I I didn't really think through it that much, but yeah, you, you bring up some good points. It'd be yeah, good. It'd be good to see what with, could, with- huh? We had talked on the other podcast about some of the other new things coming to PHP eight since that's what started this. But I, I'm in agreement. This could be very messy very quick mm-hmm. kind of worried about that um, you were excited about one, one of the what was it a return what were you excited about john um so i like the the union types actually everything that eli talked about and finally was was good being able mm-hmm. to reference the class based on an object on a variable you have instead of right now we use that colon colon class on class names but you don't know mm-hmm. what what your object or variable is an instance of, so you have to use get class. So that that's just a nicety. Uh, static return types is another interesting one where you can you can already type in on self instead of static, mm-hmm. but but that breaks down in when you start doing inheritance when you're extending classes that doesn't always work out the way you expect it to. So now you'll be able to mm-hmm. type int on static. And then the union one is is really good for legacy applications. And you know, that's what I work in a lot is legacy applications, mm-hmm. where if you are returning either some thing, an array, an integer, an object, or you're returning false on error, which so many methods do, the union types... Yeah, of, internal well, PHP internal methods. <laughs> yeah. PHP internal methods do it. Mm. A lot of the code I work in does that because it took me forever to convince them, no, you should either return something or throw an exception. So now you can actually type in to say, this is going to return false or some object. It's going to return false or an array. 
And it's not like it's just to that extent. You could say it's going to return a Boolean or an array or this, which kind of defeats the purpose of it, in my opinion. But there's also the where you used to put a question mark in front of the type. So it'd be null or an array. You can actually say Mm -hmm. now you can actually include null. So null pipe array would be null or array. I think that'll would be really helpful. This fixes a lot of the complaints that I had about when they introduced it in the first place. Um, they introduced typing, but didn't, didn't introduce union types, didn't have null as a return value, uh, <clears throat> didn't have void as a return value. So this, to me, void, this just void fixes. Is it wasn't Vo- initially. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Are you uh, sure about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> you asked. I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> Um, that I have a lot of eloquent models that share functionality, so I can pass in either this model or this model, and union types helps me lets me do that and keeps the code strong. It's also very important for the JIT compiler. The JIT compiler needs to have static ha- needs to have types to function properly. So the more things get typed, the more things run properly through just in time compiling. So when you when you had that before. Couldn't you have both of those things implement some interface so that you could yes. still have that functionality? Yeah, but that would mean writing dozens and dozens of interfaces because it was partially shared functionality. Mm, you gotcha. know, I, I knew what I knew what the, the shared functionality was, but telling the actual system what the shared functionality was, I you know, I have three hundred methods on one of my models and a hundred of them sh- are shared with one other model or two other models. So you've been, you've been validated in chat there, Thomas. I'm of chat loves me. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? <laughs> hey, fun fact. While, while we're at this pause, I was talking about Andy was it a Wilson pause? earlier and I played baseball with him. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, or if you guys put it together, but our little PHP ugly logo that's in the lower right hand corner of our stream or left hand corner. I don't know. It's right hand corner for me. Um, He's the he's the artist that did that for us. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, we would not have yeah. known that. Yeah. He's a good guy. <laughs> and now he's listening to us saying, why did I design that logo? I should have made it way <laughs> uglier. PHP 8, trailing commas and parameters, which is a mm-hmm. tiny, tiny little thing that will backwards compatible break everything once it's implemented. No, no. no. It won't backwards. It's what? not required. No, no, but if if I put a trailing comma in a parameter right now, yeah. then 7.4 will throw an exception. Okay, yeah, well, of course, yeah. and you wouldn't do that. But I've got to that, say... That's not backwards, this, this that's is a not nip- backwards breaking. Yeah, that's not backwards breaking. But forwards breaking. You're, yeah, you're for, you're, you're, yeah. You're, same thing, hey, you know what, if you put attributes in your code right now, it's going to break too, <laughs> just, just FYI, so don't do that. <laughs> but... but this is, this is a pet peeve of mine. It, people were excited about that, and I, I get the the it, the tendency when you're coding to do that. But like the proper, I'm not great with grammar, but that's like one of the things that like sticks in my head. It's like, why would you have a comma at the end? Like, there's nothing behind it. There's no. It shouldn't be there. It's it's bad grammar. No, but so I use it with arrays all the time, and it's actually become a standard in our coding style guide that when you have an array, you have the trailing comma, especially when your parameter list is long enough that you break it onto separate lines. It's mm-hmm. nice. It's nice to have that comma after the last one. So when you, if you ever add a new one, and it's stupid, but your your diff only affects one line, doesn't affect two lines. Hmm. Yeah, that seems kind of goofy. I'm wondering though if Composer is going to. Uh, well, it wouldn't even be Composer. the The JSON standard doesn't doesn't allow for it. So I wonder if this standard will start to spread because it would be weird to remember. Oh yeah, I'm in JSON now. This I can't do this in JSON. But you know? we already we already have that with arrays. I believe ES six does support that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think but, but not the JSON standard itself. I think ES six sets the JSON standard. Either that way, would, that would be that would be my only gripe is if it breaks from a traditional standard of other other development languages because it's just another step of another switch you have to remember in your head is hey I'm in JavaScript now I'm in I'm in JSON now I can't. I mean I guess you do that anyways to a degree, but this is such a minor thing. It's like it's not buying us enough to 
have to remember that we can't do it in, in other languages. Eh, I like it. I like it in arrays. Yeah, I'm going to like it in that's this. That's fair. Mm-hmm. So. Eh, yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to impact my life a whole lot. Big thing for me is that there's there's these three new string functions, um, and there's a new stringable interface. Oh, and really? A, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I hate that. Uh, I would love <laughs> I would love to have seen a string object in PHP that implemented all of the the string functions in the object. Um, I know Laravel has a string object which can kind of do this kind of stuff, but to to allow it in base PHP would just be so nice to make strings an object and have the two string return the string that's produced. Mm-hmm. Like that would even be a backwards compatible chain. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. JavaScript does it. Java does it. C sharp does it. Like everything treats strings as an object. Why are we not treating strings as an object? I think one of the biggest hurdles to doing this is that the, all of the string functions that are built into PHP are the ones that are 20 years old and really, really, really bad. So you'd have to standardize the naming convention for the object, and you'd have to standardize the return values, and you'd have to standardize the needle haystack convention. Because right now in PHP, that's the thing that everyone complains about. If you see someone saying why PHP sucks, they mean that the string functions suck. I forget what the rule was, but they pointed out that there is... Needle haystack? Yeah, there's a pattern... To which ones are needle haystack and which ones are haystack needle? Now I can't remember what that was, but when they said, "Yeah, that's the problem," I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Mentioned it. Yeah, I think I think array. uh, I forget now too, but yeah, you're right. Once once he said what the what the pattern was, I was like, "Oh, yeah, he's actually right." Strings were one way, arrays were the other for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, and I can understand that, but it doesn't work anymore. And having string string pos return zero as False is the worst. There's, there's a that. lot of problems. I'm confused on that one because I know there's there's a new string contains method where we right, used to that's say just a brand new method. Right, we used to have to do a, a string position. If it equals false, it doesn't contain it. If it equals zero, it's at the first character or it's at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You had to differentiate between zero and false, making it yeah, different. still stupid, mm-hmm. especially in a weekly type language. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. Zero is false. The string of zero is false. And false is false. Null is false. You have to... You can move to Java. You can, you can change. You don't have to stay here. <laughs> no, I heard your stories about it. It's terrible. <laughs> it no, is please, terrible. please go. Java. You can do Java pretty. I'll, I'll, I'll get that domain for you. I just saw that they, uh, they're they also making it where you don't have to specify... There's a non-capturing catch now. I like that. Not that it matters, except for I I hate when my... Yeah, what's the I, point of that? Well, yeah, well, where would you use that? Well, you catch something, but maybe you, you log that an error has happened, but you don't log what the error was for some stupid reason. Or I have plenty of catches where I don't care about this exception. I just don't want it to, to bubble up. So I'm going to catch it and let the process continue, or I'm going to return at that point. And I do mm-hmm. nothing with the mm-hmm. data. But my mm-hmm. ID my IDE complains because I have a variable that I've done nothing with. And it's like right. you should log this or you should do something. It's like or I can just ignore it like I am right now and leave me alone. That so, seems like better time could have been spent somewhere else. Somebody it this fixed somebody and made somebody happy, so it's gonna make me happy. Leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. Right. Uh, what else we gotta talk about? Are you done with PHP eight? I know I started to move on and you had more more on that. I am I am I'm done with PHP 8. You sure? You didn't even get into I can talk about Laravel methods. some more. No, let's go back to Java because you never contacted me to say, "Hey, let's talk about your image issue that you were having." Well, I told you to contact oh. me. No, that's not how this works, buddy. No. This <laughs> <laughs> I finally fixed my issue. The the app is is released. Everyone's happy. I'm happy. It's still a piece of garbage because I wrote it five years ago and then I hacked it together five years ago. I hacked it to pass and work for now, but I'm happy it's I'm out. I'm sure the client loves loves to hear that language. It's totally crap. It's total crap. I just hacked it together. No, they yeah, barely they, works. Multiple backdoors. They know that it was it was one of those apps. It's like let's not spend much money. Let's do this as quick as possible because they're. I mean, they already had their other an iOS app. So the Android app was just a, let's see what happens here. 
afterthought sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And it was... Yeah. Let's try to hit all three points of the triangle. It was semi-successful, and it worked until, you know, Google changes Android up a little bit, and you, you need to update the app. And now I, I hit a bunch of roadblocks, but worked my way through all of them, learned a ton, look at the code, and I'm like, I want to... St- I could spend another week or two in here easily cleaning this up and making it so much better with the things I've learned over the past five years, but mm-hmm. they will not let me do that. So I got it working. Bottom line. Hey, we were talking about PHP groups. Storm earlier. Uh, John, you discovered, I, I didn't know about it either. You discovered a new little trick in PHP Storm today. Oh yeah. The, the local history of a file saved my ass for some reason. I spent, <laughs> n- I spent 90 minutes changing some code, refactoring it, fixing the test. And I was really happy with the work that I had achieved. And I wasn't on the a branch I wanted to be on. So I'm like, this is going to be a hot fix. I want to go branch from master. And when I did it in PHP Storm, I missed the branch to branch from. Instead of, I branched from the wrong place, which was a very, very old branch that didn't even have these files anymore. And I'm sure there was some sort of warning that I completely missed. And I must have clicked a button or something. All my changes were gone except for one file that I was able to to fix. And I, my heart just sank. I'm like, I just lost 90 minutes of work. I wrote to somebody saying, I can't believe this happened, but you know, I, I lost it. And they're like, PHP Storm has local history. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> Immediately Googled it, found it. And yeah, so within PHP Storm, it's almost like a Git repo and somebody else in our team said no it's like it's just like an undo but they're basically storing diffs along the way so you can go back in time on your files and i was able to get all my changes back and it was very helpful so hopefully that helps somebody else so, moving forward so even though you you'd switched to a different branch the the changes that you'd made to that file on another brand was still in the php storm local history right Am I understanding and I, that correct? And I don't know what would have happened had I... So I switched back to the proper branch so the files were back with... But mm-hmm. the but the the older version, I don't know how PHP Storm does it if the file no longer exists. Because I actually went into... That know, was going to be my next question, actually. Yeah, I went into the file browser, the file explorer, found it. Maybe if you just create an empty file, you can then get your history from it. Hmm. That would That would be my guess. But yeah, just right-clicking on the file, going to local history, looking at all the revisions, and easily rolling back to where I needed to be. Man, it, it, when you shared that, that was one of the things like, damn, I wish I had known about that. Like, I, you know, I had done something very similar in stupidity about a month or so earlier. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't a huge thing. It was like four lines of uh, four lines of code, and I realized I'm like, I, I'd lost. I'm like, God, damn, I got to redo that code. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that 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 is that's good to know. It's yeah. very good to know. <laughs> yeah, this was a complete refactor of code, at, and it, like I said, ninety minutes, which was ridiculous that I let it get that that much code in there that deep without having knowing what what I was doing. I think it was because I set mm-hmm. out down the road of oh, let me just look at this issue that was reported, not thinking I was going going to start coding like that, and next thing I know, it was done. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I was um, not changing subject kind of a little bit today, but I had I had started on some refactoring early this morning, and it, it, was, it was again I mentioned I was working on Laravel relationships, and I had made something a um, a pivot table, so it was a many to many relationship in both directions that shouldn't have been that it should have been a, uh, a belongs to and has many relationship is what it should have been. So in one direction it was a it was a one to one. The other direction it could have multiple. And so I went to I started working on a refactor for that. And it was just one of those things where I'm like, this this will take me about 15, 20 minutes to do. And like two hours later, I'm like in the weeds. So I'm like I'm starting to chase rabbits down holes because it didn't work. There were two. There were actually two issues. My refactor was actually working the way it was supposed to. I did miss a couple of things that I needed to fix. But the feed I was getting in was breaking, and I didn't I didn't take that in consideration because my feed had been working for for the last two weeks. So I never even thought that the that the feed I was bringing in was breaking, but it, it was, and I and I didn't check it. So 
Then I started chasing ghosts. It's like, wait a minute, I screwed up. My pagination's wrong. There's something wrong here. I'm, you know, I'm missing this data. And, and I just started going off into the weeds. And I had gotten so frustrated at one point. I mean, I'm like a child when I code, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> when he I'm codes. Just, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. It's not that important. I'm just going back to the, my other branch where it was working. And I, I go back to my other, other branch. And by this time, the other branch is broken too. Because again, my feed is broken. And I switch over there. I'm like, come on! <laughs> How's this broken too? This is bullshit. I'm going to be on the couch back here, just balled up in a in, in, crying. That's it. It's like I've, I've made bad career choices. Why am I doing this for a living? And it was like it was such a simple thing too. It was, it was just changing these relationships, and I just wasn't paying enough attention to everything. And I was so convinced that I had screwed up the relationship that I was refactoring, and I never thought that. To, to validate my data and make sure my data was still good. And that's, oh gosh, what an idiot I am. I, I, I don't know how people pay me for this. I may have missed in the story. Do you have unit tests around it? No, no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> how dare you even consider that? <laughs> what are you, ta- who are you talking to? I'm telling you, when it comes to refactoring, I, I, I'm more and more frustrated that I, I don't test as much as I should because when I, I know when I, I do refactor at it. when I refactor code that I have tests around, so nice. Yeah, I yeah. I did this this interview and they kept asking me like very uncomfortable questions like, Are you familiar with unit testing? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very familiar with it. So so where do you Re- use unit testing now? Oh, like use it. No. <laughs> you, you you didn't say use, you said familiar with. Yeah, you said familiar. <laughs> and like, well, how I do you read articles? I, I, a lot of my answers were I sure wish I was I sure wish I was using it like uh, how you know how's the the scrum atmosphere at your current position well there's a bot in slack <laughs> her name is Alice yes uh, but I sure wish I was using it more uh, that was that was rough I don't I don't know if there's a way to get out from under that whole like my current environment does everything essentially wrong. Mm-hmm. Like it's waterfall development. All of our tickets are pushed up to the main GitHub account and then merged by somebody. There's no continuous integration. There's no unit testing. There's yeah, I'm sorry. I'll just merge and pray. I'll just fire. Yeah. I'll just fire myself now. You don't. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's the only reason you really would have CI is the unit testing. I mean, there's other things you could be well, doing. Well, CI, CI builds too. So CI will build anything that you have in Vue or Angular or React as well as unit mm-hmm. test and then code sniffing. And, yeah. and there's Linting. there's a lot of stuff in, in CI that I like. Sure wish I had it. <laughs> well, speaking of CI, John was John was right. Get a, GitHub Actions doesn't work on works <laughs> how, many, how many people have told us that i was wrong on that now quite a quite a few if you remember a couple of weeks ago gishu was you know, pretty confident that we had configured it wrong and john spent some time with gishu and uh, they couldn't get it uh working for those listening gishu is a is a regular listener i haven't seen him tonight but uh but yeah um so so john spent some time and couldn't get it working and then I had a friend reach out to me. Um, Michael Drinda reached out and he's like, "You guys are doing it wrong. This works. Laravel uses it in their project for pull requests, so it absolutely works." So he actually, you know, we actually spent a time. We did some screen sharing and walked through everything. And then he he finds this article that basically you know says, "Yeah, this doesn't work in private repos." So I said to John, and John's like, yeah, I already told you about this. I'm like, well, you didn't share a freaking article with me, man. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know you had this this information with you. It's, it's the new PHP Architect mini-series where we interview famous uh, developers and convince them that you can't do this in forked repos. <laughs> but what I don't... <laughs> I'm trying to fix what, it. What I d- don't understand, is, is he saying that it does work in an open source repo? Mm-hmm. He's absolutely, that, and, and if you yeah. go to the, that must be because open source repos have free actions. Are they unlimited though? I, 
I don't know. I I haven't gone and looked at pricing at all, but when I first started looking into this, that was a reason for not allowing it was that anyone could open up a pull request to run up your action bill. So mm-hmm. if actions are free for open source, then it makes sense why they allow it. But if I had a, a project, but it, what it still doesn't make sense is I'm paying those people or I am specifically giving right. them access to my repo. As soon as I see them running up my actions bill, I will block access to that. It's private for crying out right. loud. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree with you. It, it seems backwards to me. See, I'm looking, I'm looking now, and I'm not seeing him. But I promise you, when I was here earlier this week, they, he showed me where maybe it wasn't the Laravel repo, maybe it was one of the the other repos in Laravel. But he he was showing me where actions were running against pull requests. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing it now, so I don't, I don't know. I might be full of it. Let's see, close, close. Let me open up a closed one here and see if we can see. Yeah, I don't see it in here now. He must have sh- he must have taken me to like an Illuminate repo or something. I promise you, he he took me somewhere. He showed me a, one of the Laravel repos that that does use it. But yeah, I agree with you, John. If if anything, it should be it maybe it was the framework one. It should be a uh, a thing of um, private repos first because you have more control. Yeah, here it is. It was the, it was the framework repo that that does it. So when, when a pull, when a pull request comes in, so there there are open pull requests here. You click on you click on one of the open pull requests. Oh uh, yeah, all checks have passed. Yeah, all right. So all checks and and are any of those the the GitHub action? All, all these, I, I think all these are GitHub actions. All these tests are, are the GitHub actions over here. If you go to actions, you go to tests. Uh, I, I don't know how I don't know how to, to look. Oh, I guess we could pull it up in the repo, huh? Here, here they all are all over here. So yeah, that's that's what that that's what that is. Yes, I forget we have audio podcasts, so uh, so yeah, that this won't make a lot of sense. But in the Laravel in the Laravel framework GitHub repo, you see actions running against PRs in here. So it's definitely happening. You know, they they, they definitely use it. And of course, the PRs are are coming from forked repos. I mean, that's clear in the PR. So it's a forked repo. It's coming in here and it's running GitHub Actions. Even to today, I, I side with John. It makes no sense why this is accessible to open source projects or, or just open open repos and not to private repos. I mean, I don't understand any security argument you make on this. Any yeah. Nothing makes sense to me. It's still the pricing one that's the only thing that makes sense to me. If, if GitHub Actions are definitely free for public open source repos then there's no issue with possibly running up a huge GitHub Actions bill that somebody's going to then dispute. We're on a private repo. Again, while I have control over that, if somebody even accidentally ran up a $10,000 GitHub Actions bill and I go to GitHub saying, I didn't authorize this, they're, just, they're trying to protect themselves at that point, I guess. But still, all right, then give me the ability to turn out, turn off so it automatically runs, but give me the give me the ability to manually kick it off. Right. That's a, that's or give me a way to budget for it and say, hey, I'm willing to run up to you know five thousand mm-hmm. actions, so I know what my bill will max out at, and it fails after that. And again, y- your argument doesn't hold water. You use the GitHub workflow that apparently more people use, which is everybody pulls and contributes to one repo. There aren't any forks. Because then you have the scenario you talked about. It's the same scenario, right? Of too many actions running and running up a bill. Yeah. I don't so, know. I don't know. I don't get it. It's weird. I don't understand why it doesn't work. It'll, it'll be a... I mean, we've moved on from Enterprise. We've moved on from Simver. This is our new bitch fest for the next couple of uh, couple of months until they change it. I'm on board. <laughs> okay. What else we have? Anything else? Where are we at? Are we, are you, I feel like we've, we've talked for an hour. I'll close out on my fun uh, weekend with my kid. Through, through this whole COVID-19 madness, you know, everyone's stuck at home together. My wife finally said, why don't we do dates with the kids? So we, we set aside Saturday. You found out me- why? <laughs> we set aside Saturday. <laughs> was me and the five-year-old, and she took the three-year-old, and they did whatever they wanted to do. And I made it all around. What do you want to do? You know, well, whatever you want to do is what we're going to do today. He wanted to learn coding. So, Aww. so that morning. Because he knows you're 
asshole when it comes to board games. So <laughs> well, that was code your ass in circles, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so be- before we started the dates, the three of us, me, the five and three year old, sat down and we started reading a little bit of Hello Ruby Adventures in Adventures in Coding. Yeah. So this was a Kickstarter. Hey, is that, Wait, is you that started with artist? Ruby? Ruby? Hmm? Is no, that, is that the uh, arts? Uh, I don't know who illustrated it. It looks very much like. Um, oh, I don't have the picture here. Oh, it's at the office yeah. still. Yeah, like I know what you're talking about. Ninja. Yeah. Nin- What's her name? Ninja. Ninja girl, isn't it? Ninja girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if she illustrated it or not. I'll have to look into it more. But actually, it doesn't say. So this was a Kickstarter I backed a few years ago. It, it's actually nothing about Ruby. Ruby is the character's name in the book. And it's more about getting kids to start thinking about how to solve problems, how to break <laughs> problems down. So Confusing it, language names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, of course. Uh, so it, it was a fun little read to get them kind of started with it. And then I sat down. We started with, with reading the book in the morning. And then when he and I started coding, I actually for the first time installed Scratch. I had never used it before. So we started playing around with that a little bit. And again, I'm trying not to tell him what to do. I'm trying to just let him explore. So we start watching a couple of little tutorials. And then, of course, he's just click, click, clicking around and he finds examples. So there's a, he sees Minecraft, which he's never played, but he, one of his friends knows everything about Minecraft. He's like, never played? No. My kid, no, they don't play video games. Excuse me for, for that, but no. So anyway, he's playing. So this. Minecraft is an amazing educational video game. You know, it has a its own like coding interface internally. Yeah, I've seen people like like have built computers within Minecraft itself. I know it's, you can do a so lot of stuff right with now. it. So anyway, he sees that he starts playing with it, and all it is is you're running and jumping over obstacles, and him not having a background in playing games is like I don't know how to do it. Like trying and trying and i'm just letting him fail but you know i'd help him a little bit and he would start and i'd get to the end of that little level and then jump in the lava so that he would have to try it again and he was getting so mad at me but (laughs) but but, i'm I'm a little confused i don't i don't know how scratch works so the the running and jumping he was doing was that like he was doing it in code or in the game so scratch scratch looks like uh, jigsaw puzzle pieces mm-hmm. that have just predefined blocks of code in them, like small blocks of code. And mm-hmm. it's a very, very, very high level language. So character dot jump is a block of code you can put in. So yeah, I didn't, if I, we didn't, we didn't character jump. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get that far into it. So I did a, a combination of letting him play with the code and play a couple of the games. So he played that. We went back to doing a little coding. Then he did a little somebody built the first level of Mario within scratch. So I let him try that. And then we went back to coding. Mm -hmm. So we got to the point of where you could press the arrow keys and have, he had a cat character where you hit the right arrow key and it would move to the right. So then trying to get him to build more on that, we had, he hit the left arrow key and the Mm -hmm. cat turned upside down. I'm like, Oh no, we got a bug in the code. So it was just trying to help him learn, <laughs> learn to learn to fail. Like we tried something, it didn't work. Let's work through solving that. And he ended up having so, a lot of fun. So, so obviously you, t- you taught him how to log into Stack Overflow. And- <laughs> <laughs> Here, copy and paste. The first, the first rule of Stack Overflow is every question is a stupid question. It's already been answered over here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's no, awesome, it, man. it was just it was just fun. It was him showing interest in something that I do. He he hears that I code and wanted to know more about it. And he's like, So this is what you do? I'm like, sure. <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> Not exactly. Drag and drop a bunch of blocks of code together. But so that was a problem was I had. My start. kids were interested in my coding when they were little. They said, Can you show me some of your code? And I just said, No, I literally can't show you my code. <laughs> That's true. You can't. You could have started a started another little project though. I, I mean, did I did start them on scratch. Um, but I was that I was the guy from the SNL skit about 
IT where like my son would start dragging pieces around and playing with it. And I was like, no, 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 move, move. <laughs> Let me do it. Here. That is so hard yeah. not to do. I so it's badly want to be hard. like. It's so hard. It's like, no, if you do this, 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 and this, it'll work. But that's not the right way. They need to fail. And I, yeah, it, it was. I mean, I was, I was 20 when my mentor started teaching me PHP by giving me a goal and then leaving me alone for a week. And I, I can't, I, 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 I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't leave him alone. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and you're, you're jumping all wrong. There's, you can't control the movement in the air. That's not fun for the user experience. You have to be able to at least slightly control the character. <laughs> this has been tested over many iterations of games over the last 40 years. And you know what, here, I'm just going to move over. Let's replace your, your designs. That's that doesn't even look like a person. That's stupid. <laughs> I can't imagine why your kids don't have an interest in coding anymore, Thomas. Oh, my, they barely have an interest in breathing. They're driving me crazy. Uh, we're supposed to go out on a we'll high note. In the after show. Well, I, I think that's Thomas taking us out. Let's thank our patrons before we, we. Yeah, thank the patrons before we take off our patrons on patreon i still gotta update the list but yes thank you patrons i wonder if buttery crump is on patreon if so he is our longest running he is he is so i'm sure i'm sure some of these names have dropped and uh i think a few have have added on but uh i will most definitely get that updated at some point i promise uh thank you all our patreons for your support Okay, that's it. We are one step closer to episode 200. This is episode 191. It's in the books. I am your host, Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep Keep it ugly. ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly or join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly. Keep it ugly.